This is an interview with Shield of Wings on Monday, February 14th, 2022 by Nick Perkel. Now, uh, first off, can you each introduce yourselves and tell me the position you play? James? James, my name is James and I play guitar for the band and do the orchestrations. My name is Aaliyah. I do live keyboards, harsh vocals and harmonies. My name is Laura and I do the lead vocals. Alex, bass. Awesome. Now, James, can you tell me about getting your first guitar and music lessons you've taken throughout the years? Um, I haven't taken any lessons and maybe that's where I went wrong. <laughs> or maybe not, who knows. Uh, but I got my first guitar when I was, I believe, 13. And I remember going to the music store and I saw like a sunburst guitar with a white pick guard. And I had my eye on that until I saw a all black court X court, I think it was, and it was like $150 starter guitar. And uh, that's when I went with, <laughs> I had that until um, the first year of the band when our first keyboard player um, wasn't paying attention and he slammed the car door on the headstock and broke it. Wow. So that was soon replaced with a Randy Rhodes three, a Jackson Randy Rhodes three. Aaliyah and Lara, and Alex, um, can you just go down and uh, tell me about your first instruments and uh, any music education you took along the way? Sure. Uh, I took voice lessons from a very young age. Nothing professional, I guess, just, you know, kids voice lessons, classes, and then private voice lessons when I, I was a teenager. I was in choirs as a kid and a teenager, and I took some private piano lessons as well. Um, for me, uh, vocally, I took some private lessons when I was very young, um, but I haven't taken any for quite some time now. Probably the last one was maybe like 2013 or 14, so it's been a while. Uh, as far as instruments go, um, I was gifted a piano from my parents that I learned on, and then my first electric guitar I got when I was like, 12 or 13 it was an Ibanez I think S7 series or something it was called and then uh my next guitar after that was a Alexi signature like 600 uh LTD uh before I played bass I played guitar I think that's a pretty common story uh similar to James I was a small kid and um I really wanted a Gibson Les Paul because I thought Slash looked so cool with his top hat and his, but I couldn't afford a Gibson Les Paul. So I got an Epiphone Les Paul, which is the budget brand of Gibson. I took a lot of music lessons over the years. I went to school for music education. So I played jazz guitar and did a bunch of training for that. Um, switched over to bass and I bought another Gibson, a Thunderbird bass. That was my first bass. Um, I love that thing. Tell me about forming Shield of Wings and what bands were you following heavily at the time? The band was started in 2005 when I was a sophomore in high school. And um, I had a little experience with hearing metal before that. But I think what really led me to start the band was being exposed to um, a small handful of European bands like Nightwish, uh, Dimmu Borgir, Children of Bodom, very big bands um the huge sound and that's what kind of like introduced me to symphonic metal and once i heard it i was like 
I want to try doing something like this. So I suppose that's the short answer. I see. Now, um, do the rest of you have um, any real interest or, or follow much of the uh, Northern European metal scene? Like, I guess specifically, I, I'm really a fan of like the Norwegian black metal scene. Um, do you, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> same here. Uh, I wasn't born yet to be part of it while it was happening, mm. uh, but I'm definitely a fan of a lot of those bands now. Um, and I'm actually hopefully taking a trip to Norway this August to go to a couple festivals. So, but unfortunately, uh, I missed out on like while these things were starting and happening because I wasn't in existence. <laughs> when I was in high school, I often wished I lived in Finland or Sweden instead of the Midwest <laughs> for the sure. music scene. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt that those countries have some of the best metal acts in the world. We all love Winter Sun and things like that. They're not black metal though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, you might want to check out the movie Saga. Um, it's kind of like, um, it got a few cameos from uh, some of the Dark Throne guys. Okay. And um, it's kind of like a, a fun, I guess, um, horror movie type thing, but um, it's worth checking out. And everybody's has seen Lords of Chaos by now. But I mean, if you're looking for a Norwegian movie to see, about like the music scene, um, check that one out. Now, um, let me check that out. The last one I watched that's kind of has to do with that was Until the Light Takes Us. I rewatched it like last year. So I'll definitely be checking that one out. Now, James, what songs ended up changing the most from when you first started working on them till how they appear on the album? Most of them didn't change that much, but the one that probably did change the most was uh, Wetland the first single we released. Um, that song was written in 2012. And in that form, in its first form, like the verses were just one chord and the chorus was only two chords, which wasn't good. <laughs> so we, we changed it from two chords to four chords and that fixed it, <laughs> a proper chorus. I guess, Aaliyah, when you joined the band, what three songs attracted you the most? And please tell me about your influence on working with them. Most of us didn't have much of an influence per se on the song's development. Um, but I would say that the most appealing songs to me um, were Mind of Myth, Frozen Harbor, and The Scarred Claver Shaping. Frozen Harbor was a song that I was gunning for like had to be on the album. So uh, even though it doesn't really feature any of my harsh vocals, it's still something, it was a song I felt needed to be on the album, so. Laura and Alex, um, what, what songs really attracted you the most? Um, I think for me, Mind of Myth is a special one because that was the first one that I learned and demoed. Uh, but besides that track, Breathing is a favorite and the Scarred Clay were shaping. I really like, I'm a sucker for a catchy epic chorus uh, and upbeat music. So I, I was immediately attracted to Cedar and Wetland. Wetland is the one that eventually became the first single. Um, it's got that really uh, epic sounding catchy chorus and uh, Cedar feels very much like kind of a folk metal uh, upbeat catchy vibe, which I, I really was attracted to right from the beginning. By the way, just wondering, how much of a fan of 
Bathory are you guys? I'm a big fan of uh, both the Norland albums for sure. Mm. Casual listener. Yeah. Okay. Now, I love the video from Mind of Myth the best. It, it, it was like you were going on some quest to conjure up something magical. Like, what do you see in your eyes when you view that video? Um, I definitely know what you're saying about that. It feels like we're on some kind of journey towards something mystical or magical, which I guess that we are in a way. What would you say? I think it's just an allegory for, you know, walking a path in, you know, towards something important. Um, all, all good fantasy parallels real life in a way, in a metaphorical way. So I think it, it can apply for sure. It was initially supposed to have a timeless look to it, um, but it looked more old world. I think with the desaturated uh, color and the costuming, but I'd say that it was still appropriate. and It enhances the uh, atmosphere of the song. What is your favorite season to be in? And what season would you like to be in to start shooting some new videos? Uh, James, start. I think that somebody here has strong feelings about this, but uh, before they give their answer, um, I'd say spring. Uh, as far as like my favorite season to be in, probably late summer turning to fall. Uh, but for shooting videos, I would love if we could do some of the next ones in the summer because everyone we've done so far has been very cold. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Spring is the least metal of all seasons. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, well. But. Hold on. Let me clarify. <laughs> Fall is my favorite season, but I mean, I'm looking forward to spring because of, you know, the, the opportunity videos, yes. to shoot because. Uh, outdoors. These two have suffered so much <laughs> uh, shooting our last, mm. uh, sorry, our first two videos in the freezing weather, you know. Believe it or not, Mind of Myth was actually very cold to yeah. film, so. And windy. And windy. It was the wind that made it so cold. <laughs> yeah. With the scarred clay reshaping, I felt that was the most ambitious track on the album and also really loved the keyboard solo. Can you tell me how that song came to be? Um, yes. That song was written in 2014. And uh, not sure how I could answer how it came to be. But I don't know, just tell I me a little bit about the evolution. Another difficult. I mean, it was paralleling, uh, at that time in my life, it was paralleling with another huge project, a monumental project I was doing, um, which was remodeling my house. Um, so I guess in light of that, this song was a lesser feat, but still a challenge. Um, you know, there's a lot of parts to the song and uh, making them all to work together. I don't know if it was hard. It, it, it all flowed really naturally when writing it. So, well, so what was your question about the solo, uh, keyboard solo? Yeah, yeah. Just um, tell me about the keyboard solo. I, I really love that at the end, honestly. Ah. Well, it started off with the guitar solo, and I feel like the guitar solo sounded like a little thin there, so we just layered it with the keyboard, and the two together just is what it is. It, it worked. Yeah. 
I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Can you tell me about the two new songs that you left off the album, like their subject matter and your inspiration for composing them? Well, I don't know how much I could go into the content of the songs, um, considering they're they're still unfinished. And yes, yes, they were they were initially supposed to be part of this album. And uh, as you said, and they would have just made the album too long. It was supposed to be the first and the last song of the album. And they were both pretty long songs uh, around the length of the Scar Play with Shaping and what the well, one of them even longer. So I don't know how much I can say about them at this point, though, other than what I have said, just because it's they're still um, they're still in, being developed. Yeah, they're still being developed. I guess finishing things up, can you each give me your favorite urban legend or ghost story from Chicago? Well, I don't know <laughs> if I have one, but there at the woods that's right near my house where we shot um, our first single music video is supposedly haunted with the witch of run shouldn't say it because i don't want people to know where it is <laughs> there's a witch there's a witch there's supposedly a witch that haunts it and you can hear her at night yes yes um i there is a story of a young woman ghost that uh resides along state street archer avenue around chicago who um, went missing um, and she's just a lady that appears in white and she'll get in she's asking for a ride and she'll get in people's cars and then she just disappears um, never experienced it myself but it's a story that interests me my favorite urban legend ghost story kind of thing uh, from around where i live is by bachelor's grove woods there's a lot of stories surrounding that area um, just going back in history there was a lot of like just kind of violence there there was like old gangs that would like bury people in the woods there uh people just vandalizing defacing the headstones and um there's also like a famous picture that someone took of like a very creepy looking figure in the cemetery and i myself have also taken photos there and there's been like hordes in them and things like that and there's just uh stories of things going on there at night and people hearing crazy things and yeah so chicago has a uh, a lot of history around the prohibition era and al capone so there's multiple places around chicago that supposedly have ghostly activity after after some kind of gangland shooting or like the saint valentine's day massacre the location of that and there's a lot there's a lot of areas you can go on the Al Capone tour around Chicago and I'm sure you'll feel some of that atmosphere. Would you like to go back to any questions? Anything you feel? I'm good. I feel good about our about it. Yeah. Yeah. Final words. Thank you for this interview. We appreciate it. Yes. yes. And I hope that everyone enjoys our new album Unfinished, which is finished. <laughs> you can check and us out on all social media or www.shieldwings.com. And um, do you have any places to plug, like um, to get the new album and stuff like that? Yes. Um, for listeners who are, or readers who are in Europe or outside the USA, 
I highly recommend ordering our album from Plastic Head UK. Uh, they got faster, cheaper shipping than we can provide from the States. And if you are in the States, then you can pick up our album on Bandcamp and some merch there as well. Thank you very much. This Thank has been you. an interview with Shield of Wings on Monday, February 14th, 2022 by Nick Perkel.